All I know about today's episode is that you are going to go on a rant. That's all you know. Yes. We'll save that for later. Later? The, the, the rant is later? Yes. Okay, what's first? Um, what kind of tea are you drinking? Um, it's called Halswärme, Throat com- Comfort. It's I don't know what's in throat it. Throat comfort. It's one of the fancy yogi teas. Ah, okay. I'm with drinking. a with a slogan. My, mine says, "Sei du selbst." Alles anderen, alle anderen sind schon besetzt. Be yourself. Everyone else is already occupied. <laughs> That's a good one. Good. Very inspiring. Mine is Mediterranean. Mediterranean tea. Mediterranean but it's the tea. peach one. Peach. I. I I do not like peach tea. I love peach tea. It's quite delicious. Coffee or the tea? Hey, I stopped drinking coffee. Really? I mean, I, I, I'm still drinking decaf, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be religious about it. I think I may have a cup of coffee here and there, but I used to drink three cups of coffee at least every day. Yes, and I went cold turkey, and I realized that. I'm just the same throughout the day now. Like I'm not hitting the crazy peaks of being super tired mm-hmm. and then having a lot of energy. I'm just like normal. And it's it's like a revelation. And I'll even add, tea makes you feel great. When you say green, <laughs> you mean... No, tea makes you feel great. But do you mean black tea and green tea, like caffeinated All tea? Teas. Or herbal tea as well? Oh. How, every time I, <laughs> how does it make you feel great every time I drink any type of tea I just feel very warm and like happy inside. it is a warm beverage yes <laughs> and I'm just like ah ah winter yes I mean Earl Grey tea is good green tea is good as well but I am just as happy drinking peach tea or lemon ginger tea I will choose tea over coffee so thanks for coming over to my side I don't know if I can drink hot tea in the summer though really I mean, you can make iced tea. Yeah, yeah, iced tea is great. Yeah. Iced tea is delicious. No. Anyway, uh, we're back, and I think we're talking about housing again today. It's a recurring theme on this show, as well as on <laughs> any Berlin party or conversation between friends. It's all about the housing situation. It's all about the housing situation. Um, that says something about Berlin. Love Berlin, but whoo. The house situation and it never ends. But I do think there is a way to make your housing situation easier once you find a place. I can't help you if you're looking for a place. You can, you have. We have yeah, tons of episodes actually, yes, about yes, it with yes. tons and tons of tips right, and tricks right. and documents and things you can do to at least increase your chances. So yeah. listen to previous episodes to learn about exactly. how to possibly find the place yes so now we're talking about once you have found the place and more specifically we're talking about v-gay situations or subletting explain what that means so a v-gay is v-gay 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 there you go is essentially a flat share it is when you are living with other people i don't know why they have the I don't know why there's such a certain word for it. Wohngemeinschaft. It's a living 
society. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's just having roommates. That is it. Well, it is. We have having... a word. We have a proper noun for it. And I love that there's a whole like there's also subcategories. For example, there's zweckwege. Have you heard that before? Mm. So a zweckwege is basically zweck means purpose, mm-hmm. and what that basically means is you're not friends. <laughs> I don't know why the friends VG doesn't have a proper noun, but a lot of VGs, a lot of room shares or flat shares, you are friends and you hang out and you sometimes cook together and have dinner together. I think that's probably the norm or the more common case. But there's also Zweck VG, which sometimes people even when they're looking for someone, they put it in the description like this is a Zweck VG. And that basically means we're just going to, safe on rent by living together but i don't really want to have dinner together which i think is so german and so hilarious that you would put that in the description that is very german and very hilarious and i will say that the flat that i'm talking about was a spectacle because i do not want to be friends with that person i do not like that person. you're talking about the past tense right so past you were tense. in a yes i live with my partner now is this where the rant starts this is where the rant starts right so I should have, I mean, the frustrations with finding a flat in Berlin to live with is that you, if you're not living with actual friends, you are really rolling the dice on whoever you are living with, you know? Like, you don't know these people, and you don't know how they're actually going to be when you live with them. It is very easy to clean a flat for a flat viewing and then go back to your ugly, dirty ways after <laughs> that person has moved in and then you're locked into that contract <laughs> because shit just happened that way and you were desperate for a place to live and you didn't actually like have the time that is a really fucked up part about being in berlin is like when you're finding housing you're quite desperate a lot of the times and you don't realize that you should probably be putting a little bit more security under yourself so you so even if you are signing contracts and stuff like very fast, you always have some security. Two ways that I think that we'll get into later that I think would be good. Three ways, actually. The Berlin Tenant Associations, insurances, and not giving your deposit directly to your landlord or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this situation is like... Yeah, I think the big reason why I am talking about this situation is because it's happened to me quite like a few times. Um, How many VGs have you been a part of in Berlin? You've only been here for like two years. I've been a part... When you're living with your partner, that, that, that does not count. As That's not a Zweck VG usually. Okay. That's a, <laughs> you're living, <laughs> living with your partner. Um, then I've been happy to only actually ha- have like three VGs that I've lived with. The first one was pretty good. That was when I first moved to Berlin. And then the second two were a bit, um, I like to forget that I lived at those things. Hmm. Um, but the second one, like the time that it was really difficult for me to find the second flat. And also it was like the last month that like I was trying to look for a flat for my, the last month of my last lease. Um, and this person had just posted on a Facebook VG, like queer 
Berlin um, channel, and I went, I viewed it, I thought it was okay. Little did I know that this person was messy, dirty, annoying, never cleaned up, never responded to messages, and was just a difficult person to live with, like a very difficult person to live with. I should have known most times, and if you've lived in a very shitty situation before, you probably will admit that the signs are always there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had to push him to like respond to my message of did I get the flat? Mm-hmm. That was already like I think a sign. red flag. Yeah, like I had to push to like get you to respond to me to make sure that I was going to get the flat. I should have just accepted that and let it go dim. But to make a long story short, it was just very difficult living with him specifically because he was just very messy. And like I worked from home a lot of the times and he would wake up and he would go to work, but he would leave the kitchen a complete mess after like he left in the morning. So if I needed to use the kitchen, I was dealing with like a very dirty situation or whatnot, right? Um, and yeah, it was just a very difficult situation. And I'll come back to him, but I'm not even... You're not done with him yet. I'm not done with him yet. I want to talk about the landlord. So we were subletting from a main tenant, right? So so you, both of you were living in a VG, just the two of you or was it? A, yeah, it was just the two, just the two of you. But you, neither of you was actually renting the place. You were, he was subletting. He was also He subletting. was subletting from someone else and yes. then subletting to you to let, let you, no, sub, subletting we to were, you. we were, so... The way that I understand it, so there were the main tenants, and I call the main tenant the landlord just because okay. that's the person that I was. So as in any good contract, we're defining main tenant as landlord. Yeah. <laughs> landlord as main tenant. Yeah. Then we have the mitbewohner mm-hmm. or whatever. We're not going to say names, I think, for libel reasons. Yeah. So what's so that your, what nickname should um, we give him? I mean, he was just the flatmate. And then there was the main John. Tenant. Can we call him John? We'll call him John. Okay. So John was your flatmate who was subletting from the landlord. Yes. And then you were paying John for the privilege of cleaning up after him. So interesting, yes and no. <laughs> so John paid the main tenant. We'll name him oh, Greg. The, ah, so I forgot the main tenant. Okay, so yes. the main tenant is actually paying the landlord. Yes. And then John was paying Greg the main tenant. And then... <laughs> you know, it's a very complicated were, situation. Who were you paying? Okay, John and I both had a contract with the main tenant, Greg. Yes. Right? Okay. Like, Individually. E- either Each one of you. We were actually on the same contract. Oh, so one contract that you both signed this with will, Greg. Yes. I learned a lot of lessons. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. Make sure you have your own contract with the landlord, first and foremost. Um, but we, I, so John was living in that flat with his friend before. Mm-hmm. They had their thing. It, that was a friend's like V-gay situation. Not a tech Yeah. And then, so John was always paying Greg the rent. Mm-hmm. Like, where where's Greg at? Why is he renting a place? Greg is in, in Spain, Barcelona. <laughs> because him and his wife, they don't like Berlin. And as a family, obviously, as well. So they left, but they, didn't, they still had this flat. So they just sub As you do. Out. You don't As give up do. a Berlin you do flat if you have it. No, which you is don't. terrible, but also understandable. And very in understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're there. And they're just like, so when John's ex-roommate left, they were like, John, okay, just figure it out. Find a new f- 
fat mate, right? Mm. Greg was like, I don't care as long as the money's flowing yes, in. Exactly. Okay. So I was like, okay, for sure, that works. They gave me, and like l- legally based off of papers, it all went right. Like I signed the contract, like the the wife and the husband are very involved. I There's communication going on there. Yes. You mean Greg and his wife, they knew that yeah. John was... Yes. Signing a contract. Well, like I even got my ammo dug from there and everything. Like it wasn't like those situations where you know you can't tell them or what. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for the most part, that went well. I John and John is the yeah. John and I did have issues with Greg during our time living there, simply because like if there was any damages or there was anything going on, Greg always made it our fault that we did it. Like for example, as small as a light bulb going out or like something happened and there was like leakage under the, the kitchen sink. Actually, a lot of issues. A leakage under the kitchen sink, um, our the toilet seat breaking just because it was old, like those were all our faults. And he always made us responsible for them. Mm-hmm. Even though there wasn't our faults, like I was very well, and I'll even hold John to that. He was actually like, he did not break any of those type of things, right? Um, So we did a lot of back and forth. And what really, really pisses me off is that I have, I don't live in that flat anymore, but we gave, I gave him a deposit of like a thousand euros. Whom? John or Greg? I gave John it to get to Greg. So you gave it to John and told him give it to Greg. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't sound too smart. <laughs> I'm learning a lot of lessons, okay, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of other people don't actually ever talk to the main tenant either. They probably talk to another sublet person. That person probably is the one that deals with their stuff. It's a permit it, scheme. It is. <laughs> it feels like it, but that wasn't. That also was not the issue. Okay. Um. So let's say is long story short, now it's time for me to move out of this flat. Um, as I am moving out of this flat, the main tenant, he's come back to clean out the flat and he shows right. me. Yes, Greg comes back. He, and, he t- takes a plane from Barcelona yes. and jumps on, on the EasyJet. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> he's and cheap, opens yes. the door <laughs> yes, and says, so, okay, let's c- clean up. Let's yeah. check if everything's clean. Yes. So... Surprisingly, everything was well, but he got this letter for an illegal downloading stream. And that was what fucked us up. It was for a thousand six hundred and something euros, right? Quick inner interlude to explain this, because not everybody may be aware uh, of this yeah. scheme. When you download something off the internet illegally, like piracy, if you download a music album or a a movie there's different ways of doing it you can do a direct download sometimes or a stream and in those cases even though it's illegal there's basically no way for anyone to pursue you because it's just some server on the internet you're downloading something off of it and that's technically very hard to pursue for the for for like the music industry or the movie industry to pursue anyone but the one of the very common ways that people do it is BitTorrent or torrenting. And the way that works is like peer-to-peer, everybody's sharing with everybody. And so if you're downloading a torrent with, let's say, a movie, um, then as soon as you download the first few 
bytes of that m- movie, you're also starting to share those bytes to the network immediately. So you're downloading, starting the download. Now you've downloaded one megabyte off of everybody else's computers. Now you're also sharing that first megabyte with everybody else who's trying to download that movie. And what the music and movie industry is doing, not even directly in some cases, but there's basically these law firms that specialize in catching people, quote unquote. And the way they do it is by also downloading it and you and and since it's peer-to-peer since it's direct they're getting it from your computer so they're seeing your ip address and then they can go to the to the government i don't even know where like to the to the internet to the internet company and say okay where are these these attorneys and we have um been able to download this from this person so we need to know who it is who used this ip address at this date and time and since and it's also like stricter like downloading is i think also illegal but it's like less problematic but if you're uploading it like the argument is you're like you're sharing like it's it's more illegal is worse than just downloading like you're making it available like it's almost like you're you're a, a dealer right like you're giving it away and so that's how they come after you and then they send you a letter which doesn't mean anything legally yet. Like no judge is involved. The government isn't involved. No one is involved. It's literally just some random law firm that does only this 24-7. Like there's these law firms that are specialized in this. And they're, all they're doing is sending you a special, like a, a scary letter, an apmanong, a cease and desist letter saying, you need to sign this and promise that you'll never do this again. And you need to pay a fee of usually a couple, like a few hundred or around a thousand euros, and they make it sound really scary, and you need to reply within two weeks, or else we'll sue you. And this used to be like a giant industry, even in Germany. And I think it's gotten less bad because I think there were some laws that were changed to make it harder because it's basically like I'm not condoning piracy, but this was not like a way to protect uh, like the rights of. The movie industry or anything it was basically just a get rich get rich quick scheme for lawyers like basically it was a very easy way for them to get rich quickly by just sending out these scary letters and so apparently this is still a thing and so that's the type of letter that greg got because the internet was in his name and so he got a cease and desist letter from a lawyer saying hey someone downloaded a movie uh- Season all of season one of Succession. Succession, <laughs> yes. which is a great show. Apparently, I would gladly I would pay a thousand euros know. to see it. I'm so again <laughs> all a of season one and six hundred euros for Succession. Yes, now you explained it just exactly. That that is exactly it. Like the the entire letter, it was like it showed the IP address. It showed it was from him, and it, it showed like all the episodes. And also, like, this is where my knowledge is not that great, but I think, basically, if these lawyers can't... Br- like, if you say, hey, several people are using this this account and and no one admits to doing it, then there's nothing much that these lawyers can do about it because they, in the end, need to prove who it was. And if the IP address was, like, used 
across several people, like in your situation, then they have not much of a legal case. I think that's the way it goes. I think that's my understanding, that they can't just, you know, pursue Greg because the account is in his name. Maybe I'm wrong about that. If you're a lawyer, write in and, and tell us. But Greg had this letter in hand when he came back from Barcelona. What happened next? Um, it was basically, so Greg asked First of me, all, who downloaded Succession and how was it? I will give, get to that. Okay. I still don't know who the fuck downloaded Succession. You didn't? No, I did Have not Have you watched do Succession? It. No. I've it's only, a great show. I've you seen, should watch it. I think it. one episode on HBO Max back in the US whenever I was legally doing that shit. Um, but so John has left the flat at this point. He moved back to Spain. So it's like the last month of like our lease, quote unquote. And I'm the last one there. So Greg comes to me, says, Hey, I got this letter on March or on May 29th or some date in May. This was done because it has a date. I was like, Okay, this is interesting. I've never seen succession. Um, I can prove that it was at least like apparently it was streamed over like a few or downloaded over a few days. But at least the first days I was coming back from a flight from Barcelona to Berlin at the time of the first like attempt. Right. You have an alibi as well. Yes. Yeah. I I have an alibi. Alibi. (laughs) The thing was John also technically was not at the flat because John during the month of May moved back or went back home to Spain and sublet his room out. Oh my God. So there was someone else living in John's place. Yes. During that time. Let's say Anna. Anna. Anna was living in John's place during that time. Right. I I really hope she enjoyed succession. I really fucking hope she did as well. <laughs> or they didn't. I mean, we don't, we're yeah. not saying Anna did it, but it, it sounds like you both had an Currently alibi. Currently sips tea. <laughs> Greg, Greg was in Barcelona. So was John for at least but, some of the time. But Greg does not so know So were that, you. But, Everybody was in Spain. That's a bit yeah. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> but Greg does not know that John was not there, right? So okay. John just says, that wasn't me. I was not at the flat. Okay. That was it. That is, and so I'm like, okay, John, I just wanted to let you like, so Greg, I'm there back at the flat. So I text John and I'm like, hey, John, this is what was received. I think it could have been Anna during the time of them subletting from you. You snitch. I was not going to like, like I'm not going to tell like Greg, I just want you to know. Uh-huh. Because this is not involved me. I was not the one. And yes. then John's like, okay, you know, I understand. I respect that. It wasn't you. Let's like Greg's like, okay, let's not jump any guns. Let me figure out if this is real or not. Right. So a few months do go by. I moved on to the next flat. And I'm like, and we're still he's he finally has figured out that yes, it is a actual claim. I need to know who did it. Which, by the way, this is a good point. Like, even though it's a lawyer's getting rich quick scheme, you do need to respond. Like, if you don't respond to a letter like this at all, it just gets worse and it escalates and it could lead to a legal, serious legal situation. So, you do need to, like, either get representation or research your way out of it 
under no circumstances should you ever just sign a letter like this and just pay the amount that they want. That is the worst thing you can do. But the second bad, worst thing that you can do is to just completely ignore it. You do need to answer and say no. And then usually there's some kind of negotiation and then you might have to pay something, maybe not, but you need to react. You can't just ignore it. That would be what the smart person would do. But let's say that Greg is a dumb person. <laughs> I have other words for Greg, but Greg is a dumb person, right? Okay. So he just accepts that this is an actual claim, right? So for the... So we're like, okay, this is going on. I'm texting John on the on the n- another like DM saying, "Hey, this is going on. Um, I need you to admit fault to this because it wasn't me, and I think it was Anna. I'm not going to expose you for subletting your room out illegally." Oh, so against- Greg didn't know about Anna? No, Greg not know about, it. and that's why I I have not snitched, but I just let I let oh, John I know. And I was trying to be respectful and stuff like that. I'm like, you're going to take care of this and you're going to make sure that it was not me. Yeah. Right. So Greg's like, okay. No, John's like, okay. Like, I understand. I will say that it was not you, but I'm not taking claim for this. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of a tricky, a tricky situation. This keep in mind. This is like months after we've lived out. Like this, uh-huh. I got this in July. This is now like October, mm-hmm. right? I still don't have my deposit back. John and Greg meet in Spain because John has now moved back to Spain. Greg also is back in Spain. They meet up. Apparently, who lives in the apartment? Just Anna now, or no? We've all like July was us all leaving. Like we were all leaving out of the apartment. Like like. Greg had to get the apartment up. I think I forgot to mention that. Oh, so... So nobody is in the apartment anymore. Just the landlord rented it out to someone completely new. Yes. Greg's time was up, so our time was up as well. I see. So we're still dealing with this. Like, I'm still attached to these people that I don't effing want to be attached to. You can curse on your own podcast. I don't fucking want to be attached to these goddamn people. Um, but I am still doing that, right? So I, I talked to my mom, who is also a lawyer, and but she's a lawyer back in the States, right? So she doesn't really know the German law or whatnot, but she's like, okay, just play nice as much as you can, right? Uh, biggest regret of my life. Um, because like I'm like, okay, I'll play nice. I'll let them talk or whatnot. So like um, they meet up, and then Greg reaches out to me privately saying, hey, I talked to John. Turns out John is admitting no fault to it. It wasn't him. He even proved that he was not in the flat at the time. So I don't know what to do. Like, like you can show me. And, and, and you said that Greg just accepted it. Does that mean he paid it? No, he, just signed he has not it and paid, paid it. it. Okay. No, he has not paid it. But he accepted that this is a real claim that okay. we're going to have to pay. It's going to come out of our deposit. Okay. Um, so like, so I'm like, okay, John did, John did not admit fault to it. I want to talk to Greg. So I text Greg. I'm like, okay, hey, can we talk this day? And also, can you send me the claim? Because I need to actually get actual representation. I need to know. This gets to the actual topic of today. But I also tried to reach out to Greg again to get like the actual screenshot of the file. And then he goes off of me saying, how dare you try to push me? Like, how dare you, um, like, he was just being very aggressive of me trying to get information out of this whole situation, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not getting anything from neither one of these people. Both people are resisting to help and cooperate or whatnot. 
Anna is apparently like John reached out to Anna and Anna denied it. Obviously, Anna's going to the, the deny. Never, no, no idea. And, What's that show like, about? Like, and then uh, John was like, "Okay, but like Anna also showed me their IP address, and it's different. No shit is going to be different. You're in a different place now. The Wi-Fi is." <laughs> Wait, different. what? She sent you a screenshot of her current IP address yes. as proof yes. that she didn't download Succession. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then I'm just like, uh, so like. My mom had a coworker who was li- living in Germany, and they tried to help me a bit, but they don't really know, like, like tenant laws or whatnot. I reached out to a person who does good with like, law- like um the legal dialing situations. They weren't able to help me, so my next thing was finding a Berlin Tenant Association, or what they're called is a Mietvereinen, and I want to a what Mietvereinen. Ah, Mieterverein, 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 Berliner Mieterverein. Yes. Which is a, an association that is, I think, not profit-oriented. It's like, yes. it's it's an NGO almost. Yes, exactly. And you can join it and you can become a member and then basically you're paying a monthly fee or whatever. And if at some point you have any issues with your landlord, they will support you and even possibly provide legal counsel, counsel representation without you having to employ your own lawyer. Yes. Um, and so you joined them. But isn't it the kind of situation where you should really join before something has happened? Then, yeah, so I'll get to all of that. So, yeah, so essentially you summed it up. Like, that's pretty much what they do. They really do help you or at least help you like in those situations. They can check your lease, help you with a bad landlord, get your rent reduced, and also help you sublet an apartment. And they can even represent you like in court, but only if the problem happens after you have become a member. In a way, it's almost like an insurance yes, that they yes, offer. Yes. It's not an insurance company. It is an association but the idea is similar to where lots of people join, pay a monthly fee. But that is insurance, though. That that is included. Like it is. Cut- it includes insurance, and as with any insurance, like you can't get the insurance after the car crash. You have to get it before. Yes, exactly. Um, so that was where like I was at. So I want to talk a little bit about the Berlin, like the different associations. Just really two. The and ones- you brought a representative, Bill. Here he yeah. is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bill. <laughs> no, you didn't. We should that have invited me. someone from them. <laughs> this one-hour monologue introduction. Oh, by the way, there's someone else sitting here. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about just really two because those are the two that I was going back and forth on, and then just my choice of if actually I like the choices that what? I chose. The two um, options, because there's a few bur- like a tenant associations. Oh, there's not just one. Yeah, there's multiple. There's oh. there's at least five in Berlin, but wow. and there's like a few online ones. But there is the there's the Berliner Mietenverein. Mieterverein. Mieterverein. Then there is. Mieterschutzbund? Ah, Mieterschutzbund, yeah. Um, and then there's also Connie, which is also an online one. And then there's one that I have, which is another online one, which is called Mieter Ingo. Like, Mieter, Mieter, Mieter Engel. Engel, Engel. So yeah, yeah. Tenant Angel. Yes, Tenant Angel. Mieter Engel. Um, so I was looking at the Berliner Mieterfine. 
Yeah. And the Tenet Angel one. Uh-huh. Because the Mita Angel was one that a friend also has, and it was online. My biggest fear was using one, and I also don't speak German, right? Mm. So I needed to have something that I can at least translate. Um, the thing with these tenant associations is, and unfortunately, you know, when things aren't commercialized, they're also not the best service that you get as well either. So the reviews of like the Berlin the Mitafine was quite like coming though. Yeah. Also the the online one was also um like iffiness, but there was more like positive notes about that one. Okay. Um weighing between the pros and cons of them, the, really the biggest difference was just that one was online and the other one was in person. Yeah. And I actually I chose the one online, but there's a lot of limitations that you have whenever you have like an online platform. They're very particular about how many questions you can ask, the process that it goes through, like what you get, and you also are provided two. Um, if you get the highest like tier, you're provided um, two like lawyer written letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I chose them even after. The issue at hand happened before you joined? Yes. Because a lawyer letter is different from going to court and actually like okay. getting like representation. I cannot get representation, but they can write me a letter. Um, so I went back and forth with like the um I went back and forth with the um the lawyer and long story short of what he said to me was the general consensus was that I technically could not um like hold anything against the um against the um the Greg. I could not hold anything because it did happen while we were both there and both of our names are on the contract. So even though this was a problem that I think John was what like was at fault at, I could still be held liable for the situation because I was living in that flat at the time. And even though John sublet his room out, we're both on contract. Hmm. So the only and so basically the lawyer said, if Greg says you broke something or you know you didn't break anything in this case, but it's similar, right? Like mm-hmm. if if there was a couch broken and no one admitted to it, you would both be liable. And it's yeah. similar to where there's a claim. He clearly wasn't there. He doesn't care. Which one of you exactly. binge watched Succession? You're just, just gonna both be liable. Yes, that's exactly it. Exactly it. All right, it so, makes sense. If it, I it, was it Greg, sense. I would be happy about that yes. opinion. It, it make and I understand it as well. It's annoying, but then so I'm trying to talk to John, right? John, this is a problem that we have to solve. John keeps deflecting it, of course, saying no, it's a problem that we have with Greg, right? This is an issue that we have with Greg. We like you need to not push and you're it like, on you me. You don't understand. I'm. I have a lawyer now. Yes. And even though I had that, John has now ghosted me. John has not responded to any of my messages anymore. So Berlin. So Berlin, even though he's not in Berlin anymore. But now, so then, so yeah, so that was like the one kind of question I got from the the tennis association or the Maita Ingle. The reason why I would not choose them is because I actually would have preferred to go in person. And apparently with the Berlin Maita fine, they have like like a lot of locations around Berlin. Um, 
they also some of them can speak English or you can make an English appointment mm-hmm. um, it's cheaper and I think I because w- there's actually more sessions that you probably will have with situations than just asking a lawyer once time about things because so you're saying you're regretting your choice of yes. Mita Inge and if you had to do this again you would go to Berliner Mita Verein yes which I think is also the biggest because it's the only one that I had ever heard of I had yeah. no idea that there were these online only ones yes it the is Berliner Mita Verein is like super well known it and is. I even like you see them some like you're if you're just cycling you, you will see, see their buildings. offices yeah you do I, and yeah I think like if I was because now like every time I reach out to the mighty angle I have to think because apparently you're only supposed to have two questions per issue or whatnot mm-hmm. they're very specific and like I can't really have a conversation with them like I'm going to like I may I'm trying to make an appointment to have a phone call because it's much more detailed actually than having the right the written one because you have follow-up questions and I'll have to have my partner do it with me and the the appointment is only 15 minutes long like so they're very particular about how they do it like on yeah, the yeah. online version um so yeah I would just recommend that if you are living like I guess my lessons that I learned from the situation is that one if you are living in a tenant like like problem or you're living with other people get the like become a, a member of a tenant association how much is the cost for like Berliner Mieterverein if you wanted to join because like, you should be joining before before yeah. shit hits the fan it is around like nine euros per month ah that's super cheap so but I think you have to pay it annually well you have to be a member for at least two years and you have to pay annually. So two, two years is basically you you can't cancel before two yeah. years are up. It doesn't mean that they will only help you after two years. Yes, exactly. You just can't cancel until Okay. So they I think you'll be paying like a one hundred and eight euros um for the Berliner um might define. And the one that I paid was one hundred and fifty euros. For tenant. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's nine euros a month if you're staying, if you're signing up for the yearly thing. Um, and it's 450 if you are unemployed or Auszubildender. So if you're doing an um, apprenticeship still. And it's 750 if you're in a shared situation. But if there's like at least 10. Yeah, it is a special situation. So it's basically nine euros or half if if you're unemployed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I don't think I. So I'm I'm overinsured. Have we done an episode about insurances? I think we have. No, we have. I think I have done. Have I done a solo episode about insurance? I don't think we've gotten real into because this is a big topic that I've been wanting. See, we're two years in. We. We're starting to forget. What insurance do I need? Yes, it was a solo one. Yeah, yeah. So, and I forgot what I talked about in that episode, you but did a lot. I'm pretty, I'm pretty clearly overinsured. Like I have, I have. You have a lot of insurance. more insurances than the average person or any person probably really needs. Um, and I don't have this, and I don't think everybody needs it. No. For example, my landlord is very. It's like a big company but it's not one of the super big ones and the super evil ones it's like they're big but they're also like quite reasonable and yeah they've always been very approachable and responsive and reasonable 
in any communication. Mm -hmm. So I have zero reason to have any like doubts or problems. Yeah. And so in that case, I don't really think you need this. No. But if there is some situation where from the beginning there are some questions or red flags, some like, hmm, this is a bit of a weird constellation with subletting or sub-subletting or maybe the lawyer is saying things like, you can't do your Anmeldung here or things like that. I would say 100% invest the nine euros. That's less than HBO Max. Yes. And you could just bit in succession and you'll have made that money back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Get a, a VPN. VPN. <laughs> um, I, I think... Like for you, no. I think though most people listening to this podcast need this insurance because they're expats. They don't know any of the laws here. They don't mm. speak the language. They're most likely going to be coming in a V-gay situation. They're accepting whatever they can get. They're finding their stuff on Facebook or like V-gay suit or whatnot. And most times you're in a sublet like situation where you actually have no protection. There is no protection on your side. Right. So my whole idea is like get as much protection as you can if you're going to be in those situations, which most people I think will be in those situations. Amen. And I, I just wish that I had that. And another thing is know your like know the policies or the laws when it comes to deposits. One, you don't have to pay a deposit in full. You are legally allowed to split your deposit up into three monthly payments. Two you also can create and own account or like, like you can request that that there is a shared like like account where the money is held. So you're not just like at will of the, the... Right. It doesn't make that big of a difference. So the thing with deposits is if you pay them directly to the landlord, which in my case, for example, I've done it, the landlord is legally uh, required to invest that money or like put it in a put it in a savings account that gives the usual interest rate for the market. So I am getting a letter like once or twice a year which is hilarious because it says okay your deposit was I don't know 950 euros or whatever it was and you have earned in the past 12 months seven cents of interest <laughs> and that's what they're sending me a letter where they're the postage for the letter is higher than that interest, but they're legally required to inform me that this money, which is mine, it's not their money, is in a bank account somewhere and has accrued this interest. So that's what their obligation is. And one thing that you can do instead of giving them the money is you can go to a bank and say, I would like to open an account for this deposit. And it's called... Um, I'll research the German name. I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, the way that works is you give the money to the bank and it's in your name, but the bank knows that it's a deposit for this landlord and that if the landlord has a claim, they can take out money of that account. The thing that I'm not sure about is how much more protection that gives you. Because I think in your case, it's not like the bank will take sides and will say, oh, of course, like we'll just give you back your money then. Basically, if the if the landlord has a claim, the bank will be like, hold on, we can't pay this back yet because there's a claim. But if the landlord has a claim, I reached out to this landlord again a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. He has done nothing. He has done nothing. Nothing. 
He has not paid this fine off. He has done He's just nothing. Keeping your money. Yeah. He's just keeping my money. Yeah, I don't know what the exact. See, this is what we should have invited Bill for to clarify yeah, from Elena Mitafabun. But yeah, it is true that maybe in that situation there's some kind of statute of limitation or something like this, where at some point the band will be like, okay, well, they haven't actually presented any evidence. Although I don't know because these accounts are usually free or extremely cheap. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much of a service the bank would give in that. It may not give a lot, but at least I would have some like like now I'm just wait like like it goes from me being at the will of this person to at yeah. least there being some sort of middleman. And at yeah, and at least uh Greg couldn't just spend your money. Yes. Like it you would still see hey it's in this account exactly. or you would see Greg took it out of the account. But at this point, you don't even know if these thousand euros still even exist. Exactly, Greg could have gambled them away, and that's where, like, like I'm, I'm generally on that point. I still, have, I as I am having this podcast, I still do not have any proof that the that the fine was paid. Even if the fine was paid, I still should be getting a remainder back because the fine was a thousand six hundred. Right, our joint deposit is two thousand in total. I still should be getting something back, 200. no matter what. Yes. So, like, at this point, I still have gotten nothing back. Right. And now, like, I'm nervous to go I understand to, your frustration with yeah. Greggy Greg. Yes. And now, like, I'm also frustrated with John, but I think, like, uh, and I think a big, uh, another lesson I learned is that I was too nice. I was too nice. I was too much, okay, let's figure it out. Let's, let, I'll let y'all go. And I was, and I was assertive, but I should have been an asshole. And I'm giving everyone this permission. Be a fucking asshole. No, come on. No, don't no, be an asshole. No, because this it is a psychological trick. You're, I'm not actually going to be an asshole, but I can't even take the step that I need to because I believe that being assertive equates to being an asshole. Which that is what not you're the saying truth. is: be assertive, know your rights, draw and some don't boundaries, let people walk over you. And don't let people push you aside and don't think that you're being the better person by just letting this shit slide. Because you're not. And I guarantee, unfortunately, they're not looking out for you. Mm -hmm. They're not. Like, like I did everything right. I did not have anybody sublet my flat. Like I, all, like, I, like, I asked my roommate, John, once and he said no. Then I let him do that. I did not tell Greg that he had done that. I did not. I kept my mouth shut. I got legal representation. I asked a lawyer, and I'm still in the same spot that I was in. And it sounds like you've invested way more than a thousand euros worth of time and energy on this matter and frustration. It like it angers me. Like it legit. Like it makes me. Sometimes I woke woke up just angry at the situation. It's a thousand euros. Like I don't. I'm not like I don't have a lot of money, and it's not like like. I didn't do it as well. I think that was also my frustration. Was like, I'm getting... If you had watched it, it would have been worth it. Because Succession yeah. is such a great show, honestly. And, 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 and I, I can't believe you haven't watched it. No, I haven't. Now I really don't want to watch it. No, I need to watch it. It's so it's tainted so of a situation. And like now I'm looking at all this information of like, oh, it would have been nice to have like a tenant situation, like tenant protection, like legal, like... Lawyers, knowledge and shit. Lawyer up, my man. Yeah, lawyer <laughs> fucking up because, yeah, it really is a very unfortunate situation because a thousand euros is a lot of money. A lot of fucking money, especially like when you, like, yeah. So I'm still dealing with it. So actually, you just proofread my message that I'm sending to the lawyer 
um, that was pretty much saying, hey, this person has not actually paid the deal off. What can I do? Um, and I'm hoping that, like, I'm a scared though, because for each problem, you only get two questions and I don't know how much of a rule they abide by, but like, there's a fear that the lawyer, uh, the lawyer is going to say, sorry, I can't help you with this issue anymore. Let your story be a lesson, everybody. <laughs> Please get insurance and save your ass. <laughs> 